That's right, thank God. It is Friday. We're ready to do a new program. It's some time for the Brewers breathing. Come on in here. How are you? I Friday. Oh, that's good, isn't it? I know it. Fantastic. It's a feel-good Friday. A fantastic family Friday. Anyway, it's here. Good to have you with us for the program today. We're gonna we're gonna have a good one today. Guaranteed. Yes, we are. We got lots of stuff to talk about. We have Senator Mark Wayne Mullingan to join us this morning at eight forty. So don't miss that. That's always good. We're going to see what's going on in in up there in the Senate and all that. So uh, get involved in the program today. You can do though by by texting us on the Windy Chevy text line, or you can call us. On the Wendy Chevy phone lines. How about that? 918-756-3646 is the number text or call when number does it all. And I, I do appreciate your good mornings. Just a, just a shout out. That's good. David just sent one in right there. Good morning, partner. Happy, happy, hope you're doing good. Glad to have you with us for the show today. David's always there, man. Boom. Right off the bat. Now, mom is always there too, though she does not always text. She is the most faithful of them all. There's Tony. Hi, Tony. Happy feel good Friday brewer. <laughs> Thank you. I saw your picture on Facebook a while ago. Very cute. You and the husband and the grandchild. Very nice. Anyway, so we do podcast this program. We put it out there for the world to enjoy. It's called brewers briefing uh, and share it, like it, love it and uh, rate it and whatever else. I don't know doesn't really matter, but it's, you know, it's available in case you ever miss the show, God forbid. And, you know, I know what happens. Things happen, but anyway, it's on the podcast world. There's an app for your phone. You can get, and actually the podcast is on the app too. I don't know. It's kind of weird. So you can, you get the app. It's called the brew. Go to the, go to the app stores, look for the brew and you'll see my app. And then you can get in, you can listen to the music. And it's got other stuff in there. I don't even know what all it's got. But one of the things it has is a podcast section. And then you go to the podcast, and it's got them listed. It's got about five podcasts. It just says Brewers Breathing. I can't get the date to show up. So it doesn't. And, and it's so stupid because it puts the latest one at the bottom. Okay. And and then it autom- So anyway, it's, it's not the best way to do it, really. The best way is probably to go to Apple or Google or something like that. Spotify. I mean, you can do it that way. Anyway. Nobody cares. Let's take a look at the weather forecast. 61 degrees. Can you believe that already? It's warm outside. Uh, 83% humidity. South winds 15 to 20 already. Out of the south. What about today? 70 degrees today in eastern Oklahoma. That's warm. It's warm yesterday. Windy. My balls were blowing all over the yard. <laughs> what? What? Brewer? Can't talk like that. I'm talking about my Christmas balls. My Christmas balls. We have three styrofoam balls out in the front in a little water fountain. It's so cute. They're big balls, big old Christmas balls. And they were blowing all over the yard yesterday. It was windy yesterday. You noticed that, right? I went out in the yard and my balls were all over the yard. I had to go gather up my balls and put them back in their place. And I looked out this morning and we got balls hanging on the trees out there too. One of the balls fell off the tree. So uh, anyway, it's going to be windy again today, but not as bad. It's just 15 to 25, so not like yesterday. So hopefully your balls aren't blowing all over the yard, too. It's, it's terrible when that happens. Anyway, you know how it goes. All right. what? <laughs> See, you never know what well, it's going to go down. Tonight, 40 degrees. Tomorrow, Saturday. You knew that. Mostly sunny and a cooler 53. North winds coming in 15 to 25. The switch of risky. And I can show you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the weather where it's coming in right now. Across the state here in a minute. You can see it. 29 tomorrow night, 49 for the high on Sunday. That's downright cold. North winds 5, 10, 29 overnight. Next week, let's see. 57 on Monday, 57 Tuesday, 55 Wednesday, and 56 Thursday. Lows in the 30s all week. No rain or precipitation of any kind in the forecast whatsoever. Now, here's the, the air temperatures. Let's see. So we got 20s up in the panhandle, and the freezing mark is at Beaver, which is almost to the corner, and then it gets warmer right after that. So it's in the 30s, up out here, but ho, and then Hinton's at 52. That's where the it really gets warm, and behind all that to the east, 
Oklahoma City 59 and 60 at Shawnee, et cetera, et cetera. Let's see who's the hot spot. 62 at Medill and Tishomingo and up north at Inola. 62 as well. So anyway, there you go. That's the temperatures around the state. That's that. All right. That's what else we got on the old Windy Chevy text line. Good, happy Friday, Mr. Brooks from Seattle, Washington. Hope your day is super duper. Have a great weekend, my friend. P.S. Tired of this snow crap. LOL. Snow. You're getting snow up there. You're in Seattle, Washington. I am so sorry to hear that. Man. Stay away from all the, the libtards up there. Mercy. There's a bunch of them in Seattle. There, there are a bunch of weirdos up there. I've, I've never really spent any time, though, in Seattle. I just see the, the news, have no desire to go. But we got somebody listening up there in the big big town of Seattle. Drive safely, man. And uh, and thanks for listening to the program all the way up there. See how it travels over the interwebs? It's it's cool like that. And we're got, heck, they're listening in Finland and I think Germany. Let's see what have we got this morning. We got Finland over there. Look at them. They've been listening for three hours. That's how soon they they come into this program three hours ahead of time just to hear the briefing and what's happening in the world of news in uh, America. So <laughs> welcome, welcome to my Finnish friends over that and to my buddy in Seattle. Anyway, all right, what is happening in news? Let's jump into. I'm sorry, oh my God. We're not going to have much time today, are we? I mean, we got the good senator coming in. There's Faye Roy, by the way. We've got a pause for him. Hi, sir. How are you? By gosh. We got Faye Roy. I wonder if we got Dale Roy listening this morning. Well, we'll see. Came across this this morning. I don't know if you remember or not. You may or may not. New Zealand, the land of the Kiwis, had that crazy woman down there as their prime minister, Jacinda somebody. Remember her? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. David's calling in already. Let's see what we got. Hang on, David. Let me get the buttons pushed. Nope, that's the wrong button. No, 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 that one right there. Yeah, all right, partner. You there? No, he left. He's probably butt dialed me. David, come on now. Wait, no, he's calling back. He's calling back. Let's just hang on. Roadcaster Pro. Okay. okay, here we go. Hey, buddy. Talk to me. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> Oh, don't talk to me yet. Now talk to me. Can you hear me? I got you, buddy. Go, go. Okay. All right. All right. I've got a really, really pathetic joke for you. Oh, can't funny. wait. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. What do you call two ninjas walking down the street? But that's the end of that. Okay. Uh, what do you call two ninjas walking down the street? Uh, I don't know. I give up. Sneakers. <clears throat> Pair of sneakers. Okay. That's just pathetic. Okay. So you didn't say they were in Paris. Yeah. Paris. 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 Oh, not Paris. Pair of sneakers. Oh. <laughs> That's the best you got, bro. Come on. You got to, if I'm going to let you in here, you got to do better than that. Okay. Uh, okay. There's a mama tomato, a daddy tomato, and a baby tomato, and they're walking down the road. Oh, they're walking down the road, too. Tomato. Yeah. And the baby tomato falls way behind the. Daddy Tomato walks up, stomps on him, and says, catch up. <laughs> Gosh, dude. Really, I hope that's the last one. I hope that. Seriously. That's the last one, dude. That's the last that's one. A, that's awesome. He's a dumb joke catch here. Catch up, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a little laugh this morning. What are you going to talk to Mr. Mullins about? Well, the first thing, I have to see if there's any new cage fighters that he's got, you know, any opponents, if we're going to do any cage fighting. Secondly, uh, I'm going to ask him about money. We're going to talk about money, foreign mm -hmm. money, foreign aid, you know, stuff like that. And, and I don't know where it's going to go from there. Do you have anything you want me to ask him? Oh, no, I'm more wondering about the same thing about our mm -hmm. southern border. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. did they cave on that or? No, no. Like, see, the president called out Lankford on the deal. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I saw some things. He's like, like yeah, he's a pretty good guy, but he, he walked away from this deal. Anyway, so the Senate Republicans are are uh, staunch on this deal. They're They're not going to approve the $109 billion with no money for the border. You, you guys are smoking crack. You think that's going to happen? So we'll probably talk about that. Yeah. It's all going to be part of the money discussion. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, have a good interview. And, uh, I think I'll actually do some riding today. So yes. Good day for it. Yeah. 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 Brother, you have a good weekend. Thank you. Good interview. Thank you, David. You too, buddy. Bye. See you later. Okay. All right. 
Okay, all right, okay, all right, all right. Where were we? Okay, we were talking about New Zealand. Jacinda, what's her name? She was a commie. Uh, she, she was a tyrant. And they were forcing people to get vaccinations left and right down there in New Zealand. Like, I don't know if you remember that or not. Like, it was bad. It was horrible. And and she was like, we are the ministry of truth. We, you, you know, don't be going to the interwebs. We are the truth. Look to us. We are. We will only tell you the truth. We're the only source for the truth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a new, uh, some new information that has come out down there. Uh, shocking information. 11,000 politicians and elites in New Zealand received an exemption for the COVID vaccination. What? What can this be? There are special people down in New Zealand. The special people don't have to be vaccinated. An Open Government Act FOIA request, which are fantastic. Don't you think God for FOIA revealed that 11,000 politicians and members of the elite had been exempt from vaccination, said Michael Gray Griffin in an interview with Dr. Paul Usterihoyas and Liz Goon, leader of the New Zealand Loyal Party. And they talk a lot of that. They talk a lot of this. 11,000 politicians at least, they had to get the jab because they knew something in it. How can this be? Yet I guarantee you, if truth be known, the same thing happened with our own politicians. A bunch of them did not get the real juice. They got the saline juice. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Anyway, so that's how it goes. That's how it goes. The the elitist, the people up at the top, they don't, they don't, the rules for thee, not for me. That's how it goes. At the top. All right. What else is happening in the world of news? We got Governor Stitt. I saw this today in the Tulsa world. He is uh, before the Supreme Court of Oklahoma, evidently. And it says here, the court hears arguments. No, I'm not going to subscribe to your paper, Tulsa world. Sorry. Now I can't read. Wait a minute. Go back to homepage. So let me read it. No. Uh, so I can just tell you what it is. So the uh, legislature overrode, they veto, they overrode the veto, the whatever it was, they overrode the governor on the compacts with the tribes, you know, how that all went down. And the governor does, you know, the, the tribe, there's a battle going on. And they, they, they had a, they called a special session. They overrode it. Now he's saying that was unlawful. You can't do that. You can't have two sessions at once. Yada, but yada, but yada, and that's up at high and it's all going down. And, and so that's, that's in the news. I don't, I don't, I think that's brand new. Let's get another caller coming in here. It's an unknown caller to me. Let's see who we got here on the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome to the briefing. You're on the air. Hi. Thank you. The city of Tulsa, we're moving the homeless into your hotels. The city of who? The city of Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa is moving the homeless into hotels. That is what I heard. What hotel? Do you know? No. They have various uh, vacant hotels around Tulsa, so I take a rocket scientist. I wonder who's going to pay for all the, the hotel. and the, Oh, boom, she's gone. She says, See you later. <laughs> you know, sometimes we say goodbye, and sometimes we just don't. We just hang up. So I don't know. That's... That's news. Has anybody heard that? Are they moving the homeless into hotels up in Tulsa right there? Maybe out to the Hard Rock, give them a little free play right there. Come on. I don't know. I haven't heard that. I know if the Chinese communists were coming to town, maybe. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't think Tulsa has that many homes, do they? I haven't seen too much of that. Go to Denver, man. They got them over there. Anyway, the governor's, there's some lawsuit going on. It's back and forth, and it's the Supreme Court and the legislative branch. They don't let them get along up there. You know, I... I don't know. So anyway, anyway, moving on. What, what, this is this is not good. This is this is something here from the Daily Signal. Pentagon bill now includes taxpayer funding for abortion and sex changes. And here's a picture of uh, Lloyd Austin. What is what what is what is he? He's the head of you know the military. Whatever he is, whatever his name is. And there's, a, there's something here. The Heritage Foundation grassroots advocacy arm called Thursday for congressional lawmakers to reject the proposed National Defense Authorization Act, which includes funding for abortion and sex changes 
as well as it's promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, in the military. I mean, we have got to get our military uh, back into <laughs> back into focus here, right? Right. There's too much of this kind of crap going on. I mean, it's like you're there to learn military things and be ready to fight for our country. We're not there to pay for your sex changes. We're not going to be using tax money for your abortion. And we don't need to be teaching this goofiness of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and CRT, and all this crap. Teach me some military stuff, right? That's what we need to know. Americans agree with maintaining a strong national defense. Involves mission-driven military that prioritizes restoring strength at home and assuring peace abroad. But not all this other crap. But the Biden administration and all of their wokeness continue to weaken the integrity of our military by prioritizing abortion services, promoting CRT and DEI, pronouns, re-enabling or enabling sex reassignment surgeries within the U.S. armed forces. Can you imagine? I mean, you got some yahoo in there wants for us to pay for his sex change. That's not a fighting person. Anyway, that's so, so they're recommending the heritage foundation, recommending the, the Congress. What might ask the good Senator about some of this, if he knows anything about this, the national defense authorization act, you see the, so, so that some people blocked this Senator T uh, Tuberville, he's a Republican from Alabama. He had blocked hundreds of military promotions for the last 10 months, challenging this Pentagon policy, promoting abortion and said Tuesday that he would free up most of the promotions for Senate votes. Uh, earlier this year, the House, the uh, Republican-led House, passed a version of the NDAA that included provisions prohibiting taxpayer funding of abortion and sex reassignment. However, this week, the House and Senate conference version of the NDAA eliminated those provisions. The bill also continues to include promotion of critical race theory, diversity, inclusion, including initiatives with the military, blah, blah, blah. The conference reports, they scrapped provisions to sanction fentanyl traffickers and protect U.S. agricultural land from China. It did away with the Senate passed language to stop U.S. pension funds from investing in China. It sounded like it went back to the original bullcrap that we got from the Biden administration. What is going on? So we, we might ask a good center if he knows about this deal right here, where, where he's at on that. That's just disgusting. Come on, man. We got to get the military doing military things, right? It's just like our schools. We got to get the schools teaching arithmetic, reading, and writing. The three R's. Come on. We don't need all this other BS. They don't need it. You know what I'm saying right now? I know you do. What else is happening in the world of news? Let's see. What do we have? Stand by one. Hey, did you guys watch the debate? Because I did not. I did not watch the debate. All right. So Marcita says Tulsa has lots of homeless. Just drive along Lewis south of I-44 and along Brookside and downtown. Major encampment at Yale and Admiral behind the QT. Yeah, that's the way. I don't get where we go that far north. A lot of early 20s, white, make and male and female, supposed to say. And Tulsa putting homeless in hotels around Tulsa. Limited number referred by local agencies. Can't remember where the money is coming from. Well, it coming from the taxpayers, I'll bet you right there. That's where it's coming from. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, you know, you, I guess you go way down on Admiral and some of those areas. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. We have, you know, there's, there's gotta be something done for mental health. And we talked about that some, that to me, that's the, the biggest issue is mental health and drugs. And that lands people on the street and homeless situations. And, and it's perpetual after that. It's hard to get back out of there. I'll tell you what's weird though, about ministry to the streets. I've done some of this in my life. Some of the people don't want to be off the street. You, you, they don't want to be fixed. That's just the sad reality. They, some of them, they get into a, a lifestyle and whatever reason, and they want to stay that way. I don't know what you do about that. I don't know. But anyway, it's a, it's a massive issue for sure. Massive. 
problem. All right, what else was happening with the news? Greedflation is real. Corporate profiteering significantly boosted global prices, according to a study. They wouldn't surely do this, jack up the prices on us. Profiteering has played a significant role in boosting inflation during 2022, according to a report. Calls for global corporation tax to curb excess profits. Analysis of the financial accounts of many of the UK's biggest businesses found that profits far outpaced increases in cost. Surely not. They wouldn't do that, would they? Yeah, they would. And I, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diehard capitalist. I believe in the free market system, capitalism, all the good stuff. But I will say, and I will admit that corporations do get greedy. They get greedy. They get greedy, right? I mean, it happens. And they need to have some checks and balances. Corporations need to have some checks and balances. And I've mentioned this before, but it's been a, it's been a long time ago. I had the good fortune to go down to Brazil one time. And I was going down there to, to hang out with uh, Adriano Marias. Anybody remember that name? Okay, I see you in the corner. He three-time world champion professional bull rider. And back when I was hanging out with the bull riders, you know, I did some worship ministry for the bull riders for several years, traveled around with the bull riders, the, in, the PBR. It was, it was an awesome time in my life. It was cool, cool stuff. Anyway, got to go to Brazil and was going to go down and hang out with Adriano for a couple of weeks. And we were driving through, we, we landed in Sao Paulo and then we were driving down to the ranch and I driving through some cities and whatnot. Might've been, might've been in Sao Paulo, but. I remember seeing this river, and I think they call it the Negro River, the Negra or something. It was it was Black River, and it was polluted like no other, man. Just nasty corporations dumping all their, their nastiness in this river because it's cheap. It's a cheap way to get rid of your, your waste, I guess, of your whatever kind of company you're, I don't know. But for the first time in my life, really, I I kind of moved over a little bit in my my stance on government regulation because I'm kind of, you know, don't overregulate me, stay out of my business, you know, but however, there are times there, I mean, there's a place for a certain kind of regulations out there. You can't dump your crap in a river, Mr. Company man. Sorry, that is not going to work for the rest of us. And so there, there's a place for all that. Absolutely a place for certain government regulations to keep these, these guys in check. Cause they get, they get greedy and they, they, you know, they'll, they'll hire slave labor. They'll children. I mean, whatever they do, all kind of stuff. I mean, to make a profit, they make money. They'll do all kind of you know, unethical stuff because people are fallen and we're, <laughs> we're all fallen and we're sinful and we do stupid stuff. And that's what happens. So there needs to be some checks and balances and sometimes. And so maybe this is the case for here. You can't go out during hard times when things suck and inflation is terrible and jack up your prices more than you're supposed to. I mean, like, you know, if, if, if your costs go up, okay, you're going to pass that along. I get, you know, some of that, but you can't, you can't overdo it when people are hurting, man. There's got to be some regulation to get that, don't you think? Anyway, so I, I think so. They're, they're checking this out. There's a watchdog on that. And I think there needs to be. And you, you can't get greedy when people are hurting like that. That's just stupid. All right, another news. Mary Gunmus gun sales surging past $14 million. The public has purchased at least 14 million guns this, this year, this year, proving that there is no end of the country's appetite for firearms and support for the Second Amendment. Let's just pause for a moment. Can we give an applause for those people that are out there buying guns? Bravo. The more guns we have out there, the harder it is for them to take them back away. Can I get an amen in the back right there? And I think that's good. Now, of course, it's, you know, people are scared. And <laughs> the gun sales, people love it. In November alone, sales hit the high point of the year, fueled by the historic Black Friday and growing concern that foreign influence terrorism would spread to the nation. Now, where would they get something like that? Hmm? Concerned about foreign influenced terrorism. I saw a little clip this morning as I was perusing with Tucker Carlson. He interviewed Alex Jones. Y'all know who Alex Jones is. And they were talking. So I'd like to hear the whole thing. I just got a little snippet of it. 
And Alex Jones says, you know, if we go to war with Iran, you can bet 100%, I'm paraphrasing, that the Hezbollah sleeper cells that are here in America will be activated. And he said it'll make look the October seventh look like a like the choir boys. Hamas looks like choir boys. He said I'm not downing the the uh, travesty of October seventh, but this will be worse. That's what he predicts if we go to war with Iran and they activate their sleeper cells. Now they may activate their sleeper cells anyway, even if we don't go to war with them, because we're letting them all in. They're all here. They're coming in daily. We had twelve thousand come in one day this week, and Senator Langford pointed that out. It, it it's. It's, I'm still shocked, honestly, honestly shocked that there can't, nothing more can be being done than what's being done at the border. I, I don't know. I, I just, it's shocking to me that more can't be done, even though we don't have the White House and we don't have the power in the Senate. I just can't believe, hardly, I, I don't know. I, it's, it, I'm on the fence on it. I can believe it. Like some goofy federal judge somewhere can tell you to take those fence balls out of the river, out of the Rio Grande, Governor. You can't have that. And and, and somehow it just it happens, and they had to take them out. No, no, they put them back. No, they take them. You know, I don't know what's going on. It's like can can the governor not call up the military? I mean, the National Guard. Something can he has he has no power? Can he do nothing? Is it? And I don't know. He's trying to do some stuff. I mean, I get it. He's trying to do some stuff. But it's not enough. Like we got record numbers still coming across, and you got federal agents down there. You can see all the videos. Oh, cutting the fence and letting them in. And here they, I mean, they're just coming in. There's no nobody blocking the way. Fences are open, different places. They they're coming in all over. California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, of course. They're coming in the north. And we're letting them all in. By the millions, okay? Now, it doesn't take very many maniacs to cause a lot of problems, right? We know that. We know it from 9-11. We know it from what we saw uh, in the Hamas deal over in Israel. Shoot. And we got millions coming. And you see all these military-age men, man, Chinese, Afghans, Syrians, Middle East coming in here like crazy. And you wonder why people are buying guns. Shoot, man, I got them. I got, them I got one right here. I got one right here on my desk. I got one on the wall over there. It's a, uh, it's a replica of a Tommy gun. It's 45 cal. It's loaded. It's hanging on the wall right there. It's so cool looking. It's one of those Bonnie and Clyde, like, looks like machine guns, you know, with round stuff. <laughs> it's cool. I got guns everywhere. I got them all. I got them in the closet. I got them, I got them on car. I got them. Yeah, I got them. I got them. I'm ready. <clears throat> and hoping I don't ever, ever have to use one, but we got problems. We got problems. So gun sales are up. That's good. I think it's great. And, uh, you know, wish I was selling guns right now, but I'm not doing other things. So anyway, that, that's news. 14 million <laughs> gun sales. Merry Christmas. You got guns. What else? Oh, did you see this story? Probably not. This is not a big story. And I'm just, what, what we got eight minutes, man. We haven't played any commercials, nothing. All right. I'm going to tell you about this. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell you about a, uh, uh, you ever been to Venice? How many have been to Venice? Raise your hand. Okay. The two of us. Venice has got those uh, boats in the river. It's called a gondola. <laughs> we call them boats. Uh, they're gondolas. That's what they call them over there. I don't know. The gondola goes up the mountain. I don't know why they call them gondolas. Gondolas are not boats. Boats are boats, and gondolas are gondolas. But gondolas over there are called boats. Anyway, the, you get the point. There's a boat. There's a people in it, and there's a bunch of Chinese tourists <laughs> in this gondola taking pictures. You know, that's what they do. And it didn't end so well. We'll talk about that for you. After we play a commercial, stay with us. That's as loud as that'll go. It's not very loud, is it? I don't know. 834 is our time. And we got to get Senator Mullen coming up at 840. Stand by. Anyway, so the, <laughs> there's a, uh, get a picture here. Chinese uh, tourists on a boat in the, in, in Venice. You know, it's beautiful. They're taking pictures. They can't help it. And the, the boatmaster, the gondola captain, is about to uh, try to maneuver, a difficult maneuver, oh, while navigating the vessel with all these Chinese people taking pictures around the St. Mark's Square. He's, he's saying, hey, hey, you need to sit down. In his best Italian voice, sit down, sit down. 
maneuver coming. They wouldn't do it. They just kept taking pictures, snapping, snapping, pictures, pictures. <laughs> you can see them now. Well, it didn't didn't go so well. Uh, so here they're going under a bridge. They're, they're going under a bridge, and it's you got to sit down. <laughs> and you, you can't stop it. We're moving. And uh, the worst happened, as you can imagine. Yes. The local media reporting the Chinese tourists were shifting their positions within the gondola, capturing selfies against the backdrop of the iconic sides of the city. It was during this time that the incident took place, which was recorded on video and shared widely online. The gondolier had specifically requested the passengers to remain seated in order to maintain the required balance for maneuvering beneath the bridge, but no, <laughs> ultimately leading to the boats capsizing. Ah. And the cameras got wet, as you can imagine, people panicking. <laughs> I haven't even seen this. I got to go see this. This is going to be awesome. Anyway, they the group was rescued and offer assistance in the nearby Le Fanouche Theater, where they received warm hospitality. <laughs> so why are we reading the story? I don't know. It's funny. That's why nobody was hurt. I don't know if they saved any of their pictures. Somebody dropped a phone into the river. <laughs> Those are gone. Anyway, it's just funny. I don't know. It's, it's not as funny as David's jokes, but anyway, it's a funny story. Funny story. All right, nobody cares. All right, what else we got? Oh, we got this. California, in all their wisdom, has decided that if you're a business in California and you do not offer gender-neutral toys, you, sir or madam, can be fined up to $500. That's right. Major retailers in California are approaching a deadline to establish gender-neutral toy sections for children within the next few weeks or face potential crimes and fines up to $500. Yes, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to force it on everybody. They must incorporate gender neutral section. An entire section must be dedicated to gender, gender nature. What does that even look like anyway? What, what, what does that look like? What do you do? What do you, I don't even know what that is. Is that just like a doll that you can't tell? Is this a boy or a girl? Is that what that is? I mean, what does a general neutral toy look like? I mean, you know, <laughs> if you if you look at a GI Joe doll, I mean, he, he, I mean, he, he kind of looks like a man and all, but not totally, right? It's <laughs> same with anyway. I'll stop while I'm behind. The law defines childcare items broadly, encompassing products intended for sleep, feeding children, relaxation, assisting with activities like sucking or teething. <laughs> uh, uh, it establishes that children from the purposes of this law are individuals age 12 and under. Okay, well, let's, let's get this off. This is what lawmakers are doing, ladies and gentlemen, in California. This is what our societies have have morphed into entire stupidity 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 tony says something here on the windy chevy text line we're buying guns because we think about the possibility of invasion this movie portrayed red dawn you know i never did see that movie i know don't shoot me was it good i've always heard about it i'm gonna have to go watch it aren't i I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Honestly, God, I haven't seen, I haven't seen gone with the wind. <laughs> I know I haven't seen. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our good Senator is calling in. There he is. Now we're going to the phones, pushing the buttons and we're going to say good morning to Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Hi, sir. What's going on, brother? How are you doing? I'm doing good. My friend, how are you? Sound like you're, you're driving or something. Oh, I am. I'm always driving. I know you are on the road. You are, and you're, so you're in the good state. You're in God's country. I got in last night, and I'm headed to uh, Watton right now. You need to stay stay home with the family. Stay home with the family, son. Come on. I'm going down there because uh, my daughters are wrestling down there. So I'm going to go well, coach tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's kind of fun stuff. I know you like that deal. I know because you're kind of into cage fighting. And I was going to ask you right out of the gate, do we got any new opponents on, on uh, you know, Capitol Hill trying to 
We got either we're going to see a cage fight anytime soon, or just Lot and girls wrestling. I'm probably just Lot and wrestling. It's wrestle like a girl, so yeah, maybe that's what's going on. Oh my gosh! I don't think that, I don't think Sean O'Brien, the so the Teamsters, is gonna 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 take the gonna take the. Uh, the he, he's all hat and no cattle. Sounds like. He's an easier essential keyboard warrior. <laughs> well, I'm kind of disappointed. I was hoping there was going to be some more news on that front, but I guess not. You got other things to do. I mean, you got girls wrestling, and you got to you got to save America at the same time. It's a big job. We got we to secure that border. That's that's the biggest issue. Thank you. All right. So we're talking about that this morning before you showed up, and we're talking about the, the yeah. travesty and people are buying guns because they're afraid of terrorism in our own country. We set some new records on gun sales this last month and this year, and people are nervous about all these people coming across the border. And I see that the president has called out your colleague, Senator Lankford, for not you know doing his bidding. And I want to know where we are, because I know there was this, you know, there, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but there's these bills coming down and they're, they're not including anything for the border or not enough. Or, so where are we on all that with the money, with Ukraine, Israel, and the border? Can you give us a little insight? Yeah, I can. I, you, you know, Ukraine funding is, you know how I feel about the Ukraine funding. I feel like we're, we're, we're federally obligated because of that. However, the, the Democrats have this in their big issue. They want funding for Ukraine, and they want it in a combined package with funding for Israel, and then they want uh, a, see um, funding for uh, fires in Hawaii and some of the flooding that's taking place. And we're like, okay, fine. That's what you all want. This is called negotiation. That's what a lot of people get upset about politics, but that's what happens. You negotiate. You got to negotiate back and forth. We say, fine, if that's what you want. That's what the hill you're going to willing to die on. Then we're not moving as Republicans unless we have meaningful border enforcement laws. And what that means is, you know, we're not. We could put 13 billion towards the Biden administration and say you're going to build the wall. The thing is, is they would they would walk slow walk it for seven years and tie it up with environmental studies saying how this is going to impact some beetle that's crawling across the sand and why we can't build it there. It would never be built. What we can do and what James has done and what Tom Cotton has done and what Kirsten Cinema has done, when there's a whole host of people that's working on this, is saying, all right, we're going to stem the flow of illegal crossing. You go, well, that doesn't go far enough. you got to remember, we're dealing with a Biden administration that wants an open border like we have between Arkansas and Oklahoma. They don't want any enforcement there. you got to remember, the first two years they were in office, Chuck Schumer was in charge of the Senate. You had Hillary or Hillary Clinton. You had Pelosi in charge of the, of the House, and they had the White House, and they didn't put one bit forward to do anything about border uh, and, uh, and border security or the immigration reform. So today, we have over 70% of the individuals that will cross that border illegally today, over 70% are coming from other countries other than Mexico. And there's already a pact that's in place between Mexico, United States, and Canada that says that when you have asylum seekers that claim asylum in the first country of, of entry. So people leaving the United States cannot go, go to Mexico and claim asylum. And people leaving the uh, United States wanted to Canada claim asylum. Yes, but if you're coming from Syria, you can't claim asylum here in America. That's right. It's got to be a neighboring a country. But however, if they're coming in one of those other countries, from one of those other countries, we allow them to come in. Now, to get the numbers straight for you on this one, in 2010, 2011, 12, 13, 14, and 15, we just averaged 21,000 asylum seekers a year, a year, a year. And the Biden administration said that that was a that was a, a, a deemed an emergency for them. We're doing that every other day right now. We're averaging over 10,000 asylum seekers a day crossing our, our southern border. Okay, look, so we know that. We know the numbers are horrific. We know that it's been this way for a minute. We're setting records. What we don't know, good senator, is what the hell can be done about it? Can the governor of Texas not do more? Can he not call up this, the National Guard? Can 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 there not? I know we don't have the White House, and I know we don't have the Senate, but can, can we not do something that really will make a difference? Well, that, 
That's what we're talking about. What we can do it right now is that we're going to say you're going to change the asylum policies. You, you, you know, you can't use the, the term that Trump used, remain in, uh, remain in Mexico policy. But we're going to say we're going to change the asylum where you have to claim country a first port of entry. Your first port of entry, wherever you come in first. That would that would slow the stem of, of uh, illegal crossings by 70 percent immediately. Okay, so I'm sorry. I thought that was already in place. I, I misunderstood. I thought you said that was already in place. I mean, that, that no, law. We have, we have, yes, we have a pact with them, but we don't enforce it. Uh, and so the, the United States changed that policy to where you don't have to claim it first. We're the only one in this pact that does that. And what we're saying is we're going to put the language back in, and Biden is going to have to sign it when he does it immediately goes into effect. Why will he have to sign it? Because we're going to put it with a package of Ukraine and Israel funding and, and the emergency funding. So it'll be part of the package that he'll that he's wanting. It's negotiations. It'll be part of his package that he wants, and he'll have to sign it. And but, but will he have to enforce it? I mean, so okay, we put it on the books, but well, it, how do how do you force him to enforce it? Because it's, it's it'll go into law when he signs it. It'll go into law immediately. I can't force him to build the border. I can't force him uh, to to. And even if we put more security down there, even if if. Governor Abbott were to put the National Guard down there. All we're doing is apprehending them. And then what the what the Biden administration does is let them claim asylum and release them to the United States for a court date that's six to eight years later. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Biden administration doesn't give a sh about the laws in our, our country. I mean, I mean, I don't I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying on that, uh, but this this policy would go into effect, which would be enforceable by court. So they couldn't they couldn't go around it because it would be his signature on it. So it'd be part of the negotiations. Like I said, we can't we can't force them to to build a wall and something back in place. But with the asylum process is a hundred percent in Congress's hands as long as the the, the the seated president is willing to sign it. And that's why that's how we get them to sign it. Okay, how much money is is being asked for? Is it 109 billion or something? Is that what's the what's the number for Ukraine, for Israel, and the border? How's that divide out? If you break it down, you have um, you have 13 or I'm sorry, 30 billion that's going to uh, replenish our stock. That means replenish the munitions that the United States has has already given Ukraine. So it's it's not giving to Ukraine; it's coming straight. And then you have, I think it's uh, nine, nine or 12 billion. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but okay. it's 12 billion that goes to Israel. And then you have, uh, man, I'm trying to pull these numbers off that off my head. I think you have 13. Uh, man, I don't, I don't, that's okay. I, I just, all the numbers yeah, okay. So that's all right. I just don't have them. Fail. Epic fail. That, it's okay, though. It's all right. You know, we still like you. Anyway, so it's. <laughs> Uh, you went to a small school. I get it. Numbers are hard and all that. So, <laughs> I will. I do know this number: thirteen point nine billion is what the uh, Biden administration is asking for border. They call it border security. Do you know what the thirteen nine thirteen point nine billion dollars? Yes, is? I do. I, it's for faster processing to get them on in here quicker. Yes. Yes. Yes, and they're wanting to open up processing centers on Mexico's southern border, so they're already processed when they come up here because they think it would eliminate uh, human trafficking. What is the end game for the Biden administration to want these open borders like this, do you think? I mean, besides destruction of a country. Yeah, but I, I have a theory here, and, and it's just a theory. It's not a conspiracy. It's just a theory. You, you have a lot of, uh, of blue cities and blue states that are losing population based by droves. And when you lose population base, you lose seats in the House of Representatives. And, and then you also lose a tremendous amount of funding. And you got to remember that Democrats sued the Trump administration by trying to put a U.S. citizen on the census, on the U.S. Bureau census, uh, um, and to count people. The courts put a stay on it and made it remove it. So technically, you don't have to be counted as a, in the census, um, as a United States as a United States citizen, so if you're illegal, you can still be counted. 
and those those numbers will drive up these blue cities because red city red states we're not a sanctuary city so we're not having the huge influx of illegals like you are in blue states and blue cities so there it's a way for them to keep their numbers up that's just my belief huh is that fairly common around dc that that same kind of belief do you hear that in your private circles behind the closed doors no. You don't have to name any names or anything. I mean, when you're at the cigar lounge having a, an old fashioned, do you, do you do y'all talk about that? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's just Oklahoma comments. Oh, okay. Biggest influx of illegals are going to blue states and sanctuary cities. Yeah, and you hear them crying the blues. You know, like we're sanctuary city. Bring them our. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, New York and Chicago and all. I'm like crying the blues. They get five or ten thousand. They get they're crying the blues up there. You know, it's like stop it. Congress for billions of dollars to take care of them. Oh yeah. Well, I haven't heard that that theory. It is it is it seems plausible to me though. Totally. Uh, it's the only thing that makes sense because this is a this is a huge national security risk. I mean, just exactly this calendar year, we've got 151 not no not uh, suspected terrorists known terrorist known yeah terrorist. They were on the terrorist watch list. That's a different number. 151 yeah. known terrorists, and that's just what we've caught. That's what we've caught exactly. Yes. And so if they know this is a huge national security risk that we're playing, and and then the fact that a big chunk of individuals coming over are not Mexican citizens, they're coming from the Middle East and Asia. Yes, yes, and that's what that, that's what just rubs me so wrong, Senator, is that you know this being a a real national security risk, I would think under those terms we could do more i mean or the governor or, or, or of those particular states where they're coming in could could say you know look, i'm sorry I, I this is beyond whatever this is national security risk this is a real deal and we're going to stop this i mean those powers lie inside the executive branch though of the federal government what about the state i thought the state kind of had more power over that the state can call a state of an emergency yeah it's limited on what they can do when it comes to national issues. Uh, well, but it's also a state issue, right? I mean, it's they're coming into his state. That's a that's a state issue. It is. That's why he's been able to do some things by like busting them out uh, and by subsequently. Yeah. But the border, the national the, the border, isn't Texas's border. That border is the United States border. And the Texas border, too. You know. I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I know, I know. It's the United States border with Mexico. Right. So there's this thin line right there. Wow. That is, uh, it's, that's the federal government's responsibility. So when is this, uh, when's this vote going to go down on whether, you know, we find out whether you guys get this deal done with the Biden dude or not? Like, you know, when is that, when are we going to know? We'll know next week. Either the negotiations are going to fall apart, and we're not going to do Ukraine funding, we're not going to do Israel funding, we're not going to do disaster emergency funding. Either that's going to fall apart uh, next week, and we're going to go over Christmas break, and it's not going to be taken care of, uh, or we're going to have it towards the end of the week, and we're going to stay the week, uh, week of Christmas, the week leading up to Christmas, and negotiate the rest of it, and get it done. Okay. Speaking of conspiracy theories, um, you know, and somebody just texted this in here on my text line that's listening, that there is a pretty good theory that they'll make these, they'll give them amnesty. They'll make them citizens in the end, and then they'll all be able to vote, and they'll all vote Democrat, and then it's over. You know, I don't I don't know if they will actually vote Democrat. The Hispanic population is leaving the, the, uh, the Biden uh, or the Democrats in droves. And the reason why is because the Spanish population is very Catholic driven. So they're very religious and very family oriented. And they don't believe in the yoke and the vote the direction that they're going. And so I don't know. I mean, I don't think they can do amnesty. 
So we're going to have a huge legal issue for quite some time, but I don't see amnesty. Well, hell, they let them vote. I mean, they, they give them driver's license. They let them be counted in the census. Some of these places want to let illegals vote. You don't have to be a citizen to vote in some yeah. local elections. I mean, this is what they're going after. And, yes, they're not all sure. Hispanics. We already we, sure. you know, we kind of verified they're not all Hispanics, right? So they're coming in across the border, and they're praising Biden on their way as they wave for the camera. Woo, wait, thank you, Biden. And so they a bunch of them will vote. And I get you. I know what you're saying. Hispanics are moving away from from that to to large degree and trump had something to do with that but a bunch of them are still going to vote for biden if they ever get the rights to vote which the left are pushing for of course they're pushing it but i don't i don't see that happening that's not even talked about the the uh the democrats aren't even pushing amnesty right now that's not even well they're going to wait till they get the big number in yeah okay if they got control of the White House, or they can't control the White House, they took they can't control the Senate, and they can't control the White uh, the uh, the House, you could probably hear the conversation. I wouldn't be surprised, but we would sue them in court, and so then they would go back and try to pack the Supreme Court if that took place. So there's a lot of things that have to take place before that can happen. Yes, yes, and I have another uh, uh, texter in here. Uh, Senator wants to know if you are ready for Conor McGregor. <laughs> no, no, say no to that. Okay, good, good call. But, but I, I don't know. I'd probably get paid very well for that one. So it's kind of like when you step in the ring with Mike Tyson at his prime. Yeah, I get knocked out for a million dollars. Yeah, I just run around the ring. <laughs> That's what I do. Absolutely. Good, Senator. Man, we appreciate you calling. We're, we're just about out of time. Is there anything else that you'd like to, to offer the listeners this morning? No, no, man, I appreciate the time. Thank you. I, I do want to say one thing. Um, my family, we say Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to you, sir. Happy holidays. I hope it's fantastic. I hope you girls uh, put them on the mat today. Get a big win. That'd be awesome. And uh, thank you so much. Always good talking to you. You be safe. Thank you, sir. See you. Bye-bye. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Right there. No, he is not ready for Conor McGregor. But thank you for the text in there. Thank you. Thank you for the text. Appreciate you guys uh, participating there. Somebody's texting in here. If the threat of terrorism is real in America, why did our federal government and military turn Afghanistan over to the Taliban? Lots of good questions like that have yet to be answered. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just politics. It's, it's, uh, thank you, David. It's, it's just so, it's so, fr it's so slow moving, I guess, you know, bothers me. So slow moving, you know, when are we going to get an answer? Well, maybe next week, maybe not, maybe after Christmas. I mean, in the meantime, you know, 10, 12,000 a day, boom, a, a day, every day, 10,000. Imagine what kind of damage can be done by 10,000 radicals coming into the country every single day. I mean, you, so that's 150,000 between now and the first of the year. Well, more than that. Boom, boom, boom. It's so slow. Like the, the wheels of legislation is slow. It's like, well, we have to vote and meet and talk and talk some more and meet some more. And I get it. I mean, it's just the way it goes, I guess. And, and, and sometimes that's good, right? I guess. But man, not when they're pouring across your dad gun border like that. Anyway. It's always good for him, you know. To, he, I appreciate him talking to us and uh, treating us like real people. You people are real people. I'm just a small plebeian from a small school and living in a small town. Anyway, uh, that's going to pretty much do it for the program. I'm going to get this uh, recorded and out on the interwebs. Uh, Brewers briefing—that's what it's called. You guys have a fantastic weekend, would you? I hope you do. I hope uh, everything goes your way. And we love you here, and that's going to pretty much do it. We got Tradio coming up next and Turkey Talk. And Trisha's giving away $1,000 in Turkey Talk. That's coming up pretty soon. We're just a few weeks away from that. And you can, you can she'll give you all the rules on how to do it. If you try to scam the rules on Turkey Talk, you will not win. I'll just tell you that way. You try to cheat my system, <laughs> my little game, we're trying to have fun here. You try to cheat me, you won't win. Okay, just know that. Those of out there that are trying to maybe, maybe <laughs> scam us, you're the scammers. Okay, we're on to you already. So anyway, that's that. Have fun. You guys have a good Friday, and we'll see you next week. God willing, in the creek, don't rise.